All right, Jay Crypto here once again, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks so much for tuning into another episode. And today I got like the S and P 500 for all play to earn games. So I think we got about 17 of them. Now, uh, what's an interesting thing to possibly do? And remember, I'm not a financial advisor, so anything that I say or any project I cover could be a scam or a total rug pull. It could also be the next hundred X and a complete success, uh, revolutionizing the world. So do your own research, make your own decisions. Um, an interesting theory would be to buy a little bit of each of the underlying tokens of all the projects we're about to cover and going from there. So this is like the S&P 17 today because I have about 13 at, like uh, play to earn games that are strictly play to earn games. And then I also have a couple of or maybe like four bonuses. So let's get right into it. So this is a tool I use. You guys can hop on here and check it out. Now, I'm not just going to go from like 1 to 17 because I don't think that every single one, and these are sorted by users, so I don't think that just because they have a lot of users are they a great play-to-earn game. No, not all the time. And I believe that the good play-to-earn games will be surpassing the other decentralized applications in no time. So let's get right into it. So the first one I wanted to mention was actually Mobox. Now, if we go on CoinGecko, we can check out Mobox's price history. And I'm going to give you a few reasons off the top on why Mobox will be number one on our list. Did I click it? Oh, yeah. Okay. So currently, Mobox is worth about $7.38. Now, if we check out the week, or actually I'm just going to go give you a full overview, we can see that the price actually was a lot higher than this, at about $9, okay? And my perspective on Mobox is pretty simple. So Mobox started out as this uh, revolutionary NFT gaming, um, NFT collectible dApp, which had the token called Mobox and it had the token called Key, Okay. Key token, last time I checked, is trading above $200. Now, at one point, Mobox token was at about $0.50, cents, and I remember that. And all the Momo's prices suffered because of that. Or not suffered, but they were just really cheap. Like, you could get a, you know, now it's it costs like, you know, $8,000. But you could get a, a Momo with 100 hash power for like 200 bucks. So... That wasn't too long ago either. As you can see, it was just in around, it was just in like June. And then the Axie Infinity um, wave hit and Mobox jumped up to like $1.89. And then we can see that it actually popped all the way up to $4. And then it popped all the way up to around $9.77. And since then, it's been kind of tapering off. It was also when we had this spike to $9, it was also due to the fact that Mobox was listed on Binance as a token that people can just trade. So Mobox pretty much, and I won't give an in-depth on all of the dApps I cover, but I will just tell you how Mobox kind of works. So I classify it as a farming NFT project where they basically are mining the Mobox token and giving it out to anybody that holds a Mobox NFT and stakes their NFT. Now, what this uh, kind of framework I've found really will depend on is if they can 
number one, do enough buybacks and burns to stabilize the Mobox token price. Because if they're just inflating the Mobox token and giving it out to NFT holders who stake, then it's going to be like the US dollar because they're just continually printing Mobox token, right? So it, they, they're going to need to stabilize the price with either buybacks and burns by basically creating revenue within their ecosystem, buying the Mobox token, and then sending it to a dead wallet, decreasing the circulating supply, which will increase the price. And they can do this through creating multiple different applications or games, which they are doing. Uh, obviously, being listed on Binance, they've been vetted by the pros. And it's one of the safer projects that we're going to cover today. So remember how the theory was to maybe get a little piece of each of these projects, whether it's an NFT or the underlying token, and build an index like you would with the S&P 500. Obviously, Mobox is on the higher echelon, having a $217 million market cap. It's going to be one of the bigger projects that we cover today. Not all of them will be that big and uh, so on and so forth. So let's go to number two. So number two is gonna, I'm going to have to give it to Splinterlands and their SPS token, which wasn't launched too long ago, by the way. So if we go to SPS, we can check out. We can check out the SPS token. Did I click on it? For some reason, it's taken a little bit today. A lot of people are on the Wi-Fi, I guess. So we can see that the SPS token is still hovering around 40 cents. And I believe when I first covered it, that's kind of where it was. Oh, yeah. Okay. So it really jumped up to around 80 cents. But I remember when I first covered it, it was really just right around here. And obviously, since they launched it, this initial spike, we needed some kind of healing for the Splinterlands ecosystems token, <laughs> because a lot of people get into these projects for the pump and then they'll just dump it. They don't even play the game, so on and so forth. So it looks like over the past, you know, and why I feel comfortable, I guess, talking about it and bringing it to you in this kind of format now is because we have had some time to pass and we have had some the initial pumpers to get out of this token or traders to get out of this token. And I think the ecosystem has taken this token in and really thought of it as another piece of the pie to their overall play-to-earn strategies. Now, if you don't know about Splinterlands, it's one of the largest games, play-to-earn games, because they've just really developed a system where people can play on their computers, they can play on their mobile devices. And I think, personally, from any DAP that I've discovered, it's come along the farthest when it comes to mobile play-to-earn games. You can stake this token, you get special privileges, You get, I think you get NFT airdrops when you do stake enough of this token, and uh, just different uh, advantages by having this token in the game. So it's interesting. You can also obviously buy packs and NFTs in this game too. It's a card game, so you, you there is strategy involved, but it also comes down to which cards you have. Do you have the best cards? And that's why the NFTs, being the cards, are treated much like a um, asset because you can sell them because the better cards you have, the better you do in the game, the more rewards you get since it's a play to earn game. So it's like an investment. What I think Splinterlands can do because they're a big enough brand and they have a big enough presence is they can branch out from the card trading system. And I believe since they've already created land slots and we've covered that on the channel, the first time I covered land, it was at like 200 bucks. Now it's at like 400 and like 
$80, or at least last time I checked. Maybe it's gone down since then. Maybe it's gone up. The land's also going to hold different advantages. Um, I would love to see them make other forms of games and integrate this token into it. And that would just supply more revenue to the ecosystem, which again, they could use to create a positive buy pressure on Splinterlands, either like a buyback of the stock that companies you'll see do. But in crypto, it's cool because they can send out those tokens to a dead wallet and forever decrease the supply. And against if they decide to, you know, if the community decides to inflate the token by creating more supply eventually, or if they just keep a set supply, that's fine too, because either way, you're creating that positive buy pressure by burning the token, which we're going to talk about a lot in this video. All right, so next up, I wanted to take some time on those. Oh, by the way, let's just check out the market cap. Uh, oh, it doesn't say here, so we'll have to go on to uh, KuCoin. Now, this one may be a little bit hard to uh, splinter shards is the token, sorry. So this one's going to be difficult, I think, because KuCoin really only tracks Binance Smart Chain, but Splinterlands token is on multiple different blockchains, and you can bridge it on multiple different blockchains, which is really cool. However, the token here says it has a $77 million market cap, so obviously pretty low. Um, not the lowest we'll cover. It's actually higher than a lot. But I feel like to really develop a good S&P 500, you need some of those higher cap blue chips in the play to earn space. And Splinterlands being something that's really cross-chain, I am always going to be a proponent of that long term over something like the Axie phenomenon in uh, Ethereum. <laughs> okay, let's go on. So next up we have uh, Zoo Crypto World. Now Zoo Crypto World is more speculative on the speculative side. However, if we go to all games, it's still number 10. So I think that that's saying something for Zoo. It's grown in users a ton recently and it's very similar to Mobox. So it's gonna depend on those other ecosystem revenues to really make it profitable. Zoo has some of the nicest artwork, in my opinion, for NFTs. Currently, the Zoo token is trading at a dollar and nine cents, and it's pretty—it's a pretty volatile token. Let's check out the market cap because CoinGecko doesn't list it on here. Well, that's loading. Zoo. So it does have a market cap of six million. Now. The market cap has increased quite a bit, but the price hasn't. And the reason why is because they're mining more and more Zoo. This could be a recipe for disaster, guys, if you're in Zoo. And Zoo needs to be very thoughtful and careful about what they're going to do. This market cap could also be incorrect, but I have seen that this market cap's increasing. It makes sense because more users are getting into it. It's one of the games that we can cover today that you can start earning right away by staking the... Um, NFTs for passive income. What I think they need to do to really hold the value of the token is actually to increase the value of the NFTs in different in different ways. Right now, they have a very simple combat game, and they've actually updated it to, to a new combat game and taken out the old one, which has some different nuances to it, and they can build that out a bit. But they need to be thoughtful because if they continue to mine this token and then just increase the supply... And you can also mint an unlimited amount of NFTs, which is also maybe a dangerous recipe too. Then they're in a very, very 
infantile spot like Mobox was at one point where the token price could just continue to drop. Now it's super easy to start earning passive income, but what good is it if the passive income that you're getting is having every single day, right? So again, I am a big fan of Zoo. They've done an amazing job at gaining a ton of users. And it's kind of always been a race with a lot of companies or a lot of cryptos that do something similar to to like what Momox is doing where they have a mining kind of operation. What I, again, will say is that I am a fan of Zoo. I love Zoo. I think it is a much you know lower market cap than something like a Mobox and you will see more and more people get into it. But Zoo needs to act fast and make sure that they're burning enough Zoo to keep a positive buy pressure or they need to just make it harder to get NFTs because every time somebody gets an NFT, they're adding to the general mining power our hash rate, which means that more and more Zoo is being minted every single day. So I am a fan of Zoo. I do think Zoo could have another few days. I think that Zoo's token price could go way, way up, but the supply just keeps increasing and they need to be careful because it's increasing at an exponential rate. So that's my take on that. Um, next up, we have CryptoZune. CryptoZune was mentioned in the article by Binance Smart Chain, or BSC News, excuse me, uh, that basically was talking about a uh, most valuable builder phase three. CryptoZune has been something on everybody's radar. Obviously, it has done well in price. I remember when this market cap, it must have had a, this is kind of an interesting thing. Because I thought that when I first covered CryptoZune, by the way, it was probably around a $20 million market cap, which put it around $0.20. Cents. So obviously having a $0.40 cent market cap, there must have been some news or something that may have broken today. Let's go to the charts on KuCoin. We are in the middle of the pump, it looks like. So we're in the middle of a little bit of a pump right here. But as we can see, if we scale out a bit, that uh, the all-time high for CryptoZune is around a dollar. Uh, I like CryptoZune. It's very simple. You can basically play to earn um, by battling it out with your NFTs. You can uh, stake your NFTs. You can farm them. You can also um, essentially you know, buy NFTs too. So it's pretty simple. It's a pretty simple metric. I have done a, a video on CryptoZune, so check that out if you guys would like. And um, yeah, I mean, I think that the reason why I'm putting CryptoZune on here is it's got still a really low market cap of $40 million. It would be a probably good move to own at least one CryptoZune NFT just in case things really do explode for it and it does become one of the top 10 most valuable builders of Phase 3. It also is one of the only dApps on here on the 30-day that literally stays in the top 10, okay? And there's not many that will stay in the top 10 on the 30-day with all the craziness of play-to-earn gaming. So that being said, I would uh, I would definitely check out CryptoZune, get familiar with it. I might do an updated video because since I've covered it, they've done... I believe a couple of updates, but if you watch my first video, it's still it's still good to get familiar with it. 
so on and so forth. Um, okay, next up we have a newer game, which I thought was kind of a good one to put onto the radar, which is Binary X. Now, I like Binary X. It's obviously going to be a lower cap than a lot of the stuff that we are going to be talking about. And the reason why I'm putting Binary X on the radar is it struck me right away. I just covered it for the first time only this week because it's so new. It's literally only been out for like about, you know, a few days really. So since I covered it, but what they are doing is building an ecosystem, which integrates DeFi um, kind of like, now I wouldn't say option trading DeFi, but just a little bit of a TA gambling type mechanics where you can actually put an option contract for 60 minutes or 20 minutes on the price of certain tokens like BNB, BTC, and PancakeSwap with an actual game called Cyber Dragon where you own an NFT. That NFT has to work in the daytime. It can battle as well. You can play to earn BNX tokens, and they also have another token called Gold. I would check out my video I just dropped the other day on it. It's right here. And uh, did pretty well. A lot of people said that this was a pretty good video. But also look at the comments on videos like these because a lot of people in the Binary X community also chimed in and gave their feedback on the video and added some value that I wasn't able to cover just because I hadn't dived as deep as they have. So definitely do that on my videos as well. And feel free if you're part of one of these games communities to always chime in and just give us some extra value. So we can see that Binary X's token price is around $21. You need one Binary X to mint one Cyber Dragon NFT. And uh, again, watch my video for the more specifics. But um, let's go check out the market cap because it's not going to be on CoinGecko since it's so new. Binary X. So the market cap is around $46 million, which is interesting to say the very least. And again, I think dApps are, it all comes down when it comes to play to earn gaming, which is different from the traditional gaming system. How much revenue can you make without just selling people your NFTs, right? Because if the only way that you're making revenue is selling people NFTs, then I think it's a recipe for disaster. Because if those NFTs are earning your token, then you're relying on people to, it's like a Ponzi scheme, because you're relying on people to buy your NFTs and use that money to give them rewards, or you're just going to inflate the price, therefore you're diluting everyone's value. So it's going to come down to if they can create revenue. What I liked about Binary X right from the get is they were integrating not only a P2E game, but also DeFi to add additional revenue making options as well. So though their revenue making options were a little bit more elementary or just common, it wasn't anything crazy or unique that I saw. It was good to see them at least attempting to go that direction. I think all PDE games need to be making revenue um, like a DEX makes revenue from fees for providing a service where people can trade tokens. That's really going to be the winners, in my opinion, long term. Um, all right, so next up, what do we have? We have a famous one that I love. It's called My DeFi Pet. And by the way, this is not a ranking. This is not like in order or anything because if it was, My DeFi Pet would rank in the top two or three. 
um, maybe even number one. I just haven't thought about it like that. So the token is called DPET, and DPET is currently trading probably at around, I don't know, I'll take a guess, $5, somewhere around there. So $4, so this is a good entry point. I've always said that anything below $5 for DPET, I really like as an entry point. They haven't really created a lot of PDE uh, updates yet. The only one that they did was in an event where you could actually send your pets to battle a boss and you got 0 0.02 DPET for every pet that battled the boss and did some damage. And for certain pets that had the same traits as the boss, you got extra DPET. So the reason why my D5 pet is such a winner in my opinion is the team is incredible at making mobile games. The team is incredible at blockchain and DeFi. They just have a really good team that that is enveloped in the space. They're on two different blockchains now and I could see them expanding. They're on the Cardia chain and the Binance Smart chain. I think if they just went on the Cardia chain, they would be giving up a lot of upside. I think the fact that they also went on Binance Smart Chain brought a ton of awareness to their project, so I thought it was a smart move. Even though the Cardia chain was probably more efficient and probably a, an easier place for them to develop, I think it's great because you can buy these NFTs for 3D pet, and then you can stake them eventually. And they're supposed to come out with staking, I believe, this month. And that's where I think it's going to get really, really hot. And a lot of people are going to be buying up DPET because they're going to be wanting to mint NFTs. And I would try to gain a position before that. In fact, that's what I, my plan is. But again, this isn't financial advice. Um, because once you can stake your NFTs to earn DPET, this thing is going to explode, in my opinion. Especially if the rewards are good. So let's look at the market cap. The market cap is only about $49 million on uh, CoinGecko. So it's relatively low. I think this is a very undervalued project, to be honest with you. And I could only see the sky's the limit for my D5 pet. The team's amazing. The game so far is amazing. They just haven't really created the actual game behind it. Um, yeah, I do think it's going to go to the moon because it also won in the top most valuable builders. Rightfully so, I thought. Uh, with Crypto Blades and with ApeSwap, I do think that you know ApeSwap and my D5 pet are rightful winners, and they they're gonna go to the freaking moon, man. All right, <laughs> let's go. So next up, we have a game that I consider having some of the most potential out of the PDE gaming ecosystem, which is called X World Games. Now, if you didn't know, X World Games is trying to build partnerships with anime. Uh, like shows so like think of Dragon Ball Z and I believe that they're in the uh, they stem from Asia and they already have some really great connections with anime culture and things of that nature right now they only have one game it's called Dream Card and basically in that game you can battle other players with NFTs and earn X-World game tokens you also get airdrops and things. The more tokens you have or the more NFTs you have, you can merge your NFTs. Um, I'm not sure if you can stake your cards or NFTs to like actually... Oop, sorry guys. CoinGecko is just a little bit slow today. I'm not sure if you can stake your X-World game tokens. I believe that you can't. But nonetheless, it's been on my radar for quite a bit. And I actually did do a full deep dive into it. Let's see if this is the proper one. X-World Games, USDC. 
So I'm pretty sure this is the right, yeah, this is definitely the right token. Now, the reason why this chart looks so weird and the reason why it says it has a $1 trillion market cap, uh, I was told is because the actual X-World Games holds a ton of the tokens and it's being counted here as, you know, um, it's counting the locked supply of tokens as well. So, and there's other nuances that I probably couldn't tell you right away. But this game is legit and definitely do not lose it on your radar. It did go into the top 10 of most valuable builders. The tokenomics is something that I would like to go deeper into and, and understand better. However, what I think they are doing and why I like them intuitively is they are building an ecosystem of games where developers can build games on their ecosystem and that's always, in my opinion, a recipe for success because that brings more users, that brings more revenue, that allows them to stabilize and keep the price of X-World Game Token having a positive buy pressure. And think of it like this. If every single, if every single company's revenue that has a product on Amazon was part of Amazon's market cap as well, then... Imagine how large Amazon would be. And that's what these ecosystems are doing, like X-World Games, like a few other I'm going to cover soon. If they can build an ecosystem that's driving other projects to be part of their ecosystem, because they're basically saying, hey, we're going to take care of the platform workload. All you have to do is build a successful game and you'll get passive income from it. I think that's a huge recipe for success. So definitely do not lose X-World Games on your radar. Okay. Next up, we got one. Now, this one is actually, I believe, pretty far down. So number 27 of all blockchains in the last 30 days. Pretty good, actually. It's called Meme Master. Meme Master reminds me a lot of Axie Infinity, but they are doing some different things than Axie. They're on Polygon, too, which is a way cheaper and faster uh, blockchain. I like their memes. I like how they've decided to basically eliminate NFTs with fusions, but they do give you the ability to fuse NFTs. This will mean that NFTs are incredibly valuable once their marketplace goes live. They burn MEB every day. They have a very positive buy pressure of burning MEB token. What they also do that's pretty cool, every every single day they sell MEBs, but for the exact same price of around 14 MEBs. Currently, Meeve token is around $5, I'd say. I know it's taken a bit. I can't really check it out on PooCoin since it's on Polygon. But we're going to have to just let it load on the old coin gecko. Maybe we can do a little duplication action so we can get two running at once. There we go. So it's actually gone up $5.78. I just did a video on this project because they released a new staking feature where you can now stake your Meeves and earn what they call MeCoin. And eventually, you're going to be able to exchange that me coin to me coin, from my understanding. But they have said details to come, so wait for those details before you make any decisions based on that info. Um, all right, next up, what do we got? We have oh, this one's pretty cool actually. Now, this one I was told by Go Shiny Hunter, not directly. He did a video about it. I don't actually know him, but um, he's another channel that does a lot of game stuff blockchain and other game stuff like Mario and stuff like that and uh, he said that they had like an attack or a hack uh, where people were stealing NFTs 
I did verify this. I haven't gotten deep into it though on my channel yet. And basically, I just wanted to say that it's pretty interesting because they came up with this migration. You have if you're on, if you have a Binomars NFT and you haven't looked at it in a while, you should go on to Binomars and check it out. And the reason why is because you might have to migrate your NFT. Pretty slow. So Binomars token is trading at zero or at nine cents right now. So it's gone down quite significantly. I remember when this puppy pumped all the way to 40 cents and above. We can go check out um, on PooCoin and see if we can find it here at Binomars. So extremely low market cap might be a good time to get into it, to be honest with you. I've always said that for Binomars, anything below 14 cents was a good price. When they released their play to earn feature, it seemed like they had a very successful play to earn game. A lot of people in the passive income space really liked it because it was a consistent earner. But as you can see, whenever you start to uh, play to earn game, you need to be able to make enough revenue because with people trading the token, which balances it out, right? So people are always going to arbitrage because when the price goes up, people will sell just that are day traders. You also need some kind of positive buy pressure that props the token up. And currently with PDE games, a lot of them are just giving out more of their token, which actually creates a negative buy pressure. So what I would like to see from Binomars is them to create, some, they have to be smart. You know, like a lot of these play to earn game projects, they need to be really smart and create some kind of external revenue that they can use to prop up the buy pressure on their token. Otherwise, it's just going to continue to inflate. And it really comes down to a battle of, of intelligence and developing and marketing and all those different factors that will allow them to create the next few features that will start to bring in money to the ecosystem. So it's just another one on the S&P 17 um, play to earn games that could do it successfully or might fail. But if you diversify, it might be a good idea to do it that way. So next up we have, um, oh, this one was interesting. So this I covered actually when it first came out. It's called Step Hero. And in the last 30 days, it's done a great job of getting users. It was a pretty interesting PDE game. If we just look at the price, I don't know if their PDE game is even out yet. But what I remember that they did differently was you had to stake Step Hero to earn an in-game currency called points. And with those points, you could redeem an NFT. And I thought that that was an excellent way to encourage and incentivize people to lock up and stake the Step Hero token, which is probably why the market cap is just so much higher than a lot of these other PDE games. And I like that a lot that they, instead of saying, hey, we're going to give you more Step Hero token, instead they said, hey, we're going to give you an in-game currency token and you can exchange that for our NFTs because now they've never harmed their supply of Step Hero token by inflating it, right? So like the comp to that would be, um, say that they said, okay, you stake Step Hero token and in exchange for staking Step Hero token, you eventually will get, I don't know, more Step Hero. And then you can buy the NFT with the Step Hero, right? That's what the comp would be. Instead, they said, we're gonna give you this in-game currency. And if you have enough of it, then you're gonna basically have a, you know, an NFT. Okay, I believe the reason why they just chose to use an in-game currency instead of just saying, hey, if you stake Step Hero for an amount of time, 
then you'll be able to get an NFT in exchange is probably because the points is what they call them. The in-game currency will be used for other things as well for staking the step hero token, which I really like. And then eventually they'll probably be able to offer some PDE game features where you can earn more step hero tokens. The only thing I would warn step hero is um, to still want to aim to create some additional revenue besides just having people buying the step hero token. Because it's a recipe for disaster if that's their only way to create revenue from the business standpoint. And I have done a video on Step Hero and all of their docs and things. So go check it out on the video if you want. Whew, man, this is, a, this is a long video. All right, so next up we got Dehiro. Dehiro is one that I've recently come around to. So after the NFT gods kind of crash, I'm not sure which one was before, like around before whether nft gods was before or to hero the hero was a lower cap gem than nft gods in terms of dap radar users but what i thought was interesting is they both kind of had similar types of deals like nft box as well where you can buy these cards you can buy packs that give you cards and in those packs or with those cards you can stake those cards and earn hero there's a bunch of nuances that i just covered in a video um go check it out a lot of people in the, the hero community really liked this video they thought i did it justice and some people even added some additional tips that i wasn't able to cover just because I, I i haven't been in this community as long as they have or i just haven't dived as deep but um, a lot of people did like this video so far so go check that out if you want to go to the hero now the hero's price is around two dollars and 23 cents it's been stabilizing at one point it did i think it was at five dollars um let's just check if that's accurate because i might be wrong on that wonder if we're just, yeah. So at one point, the token price was at $5. So if we scroll down a bit, we can see that we have consolidated since. And and um, it seems as though we're kind of beginning to go on the ascent. So it might be a good time to get into Step Hero. I don't know. What do you guys think? Drop your comments below. Uh, the market cap is $27 million. Um, Yeah, check out the video because I'll answer some questions about how they're building different revenue streams there. So go look at that. Uh, I would say that's important though, I, I, just to give you the short version, I do think they need additional ways to create revenue besides people just play their money to their project. So it'll be interesting to see how they do it and what they do on that. Uh, okay. So next up is a really low cap gem. Now this one, I posted a video, people in the community said that they, they've never done any hacks or scams. There was a few people that looked kind of suspicious that commented on my video that said that they, they scammed people. I don't think they did. They have a bunch of marketing and YouTubers on their front page of their website that talk about this token and this project called TKB. I thought it was a pretty interesting project. Um, super simple interface. And basically you buy the NFTs, they have a marketplace, you stake the NFTs. I'm not sure how they're generating any extra revenue. That's something I would like to dive deeper into. However, it's a little bit different than anything I've seen before, which is why I'm bringing it to you because I like the fact that it's a little bit different. And you'll see why. You have to kind of go through the game and learn it. I have done a video on it on my channel, so feel free to go check out the video. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much it. On, on the uh, TKB right now, its market cap is extremely low at about $1 million. So if you're looking for a low cap gem, this could just be it in the NFT gaming space. 
And they haven't come out with a play to earn game yet. All they have is a way for you to level up your NFTs. Um, I do I do suggest that if you are going to get into the NFTs, maybe you act sooner than later because as this price, as the market cap goes up, so will the price. And it could do the opposite too. The price could go down. But right now you can get some great NFTs for, you know, uh, probably a cheaper amount than if you if this market cap explodes, then you would be able to. Now, that's not financial advice, of course. Just wanted to put on your radar as a low, low cap gem. Okay. So next up, we have uh, PBU. Now, out of all the games that I talk about, this is one of the games that I talk about earliest. Now, PBU token has since been declining, which is why I feel comfortable talking about it. Because when I first covered it, and maybe this is just like a bias when you like find a, pro a low cap gem and it goes from $1 to $20, you get a little spooked and you don't want to talk about it because you know that like on the other side of that, it could go down to like, you know, $5 and people can lose a lot of money. And that's why I try to stay away from projects when they really, really explode. Um, because unless you really understand that they have a firm argument for why they are creating revenue and there's going to be a positive buy pressure, it's really hard to speculate on these kind of projects. Another thing about it is even if they have a very good argument on how they're creating other revenue and they're already implementing it and you can see the numbers, the statistics, they're creating other revenue, that's great. The problem is with DeFi, they could still run into a hack that could ruin their pools or reputation. And if they don't have insurance, they might get caught and trying to compensate everybody for a few months and it can really hold them back. So that's another reason why I try to just bring things super low because it's like almost no risk. You know, it's, it's like if you invest a little bit, there's too much upside. And if you lose it, if you just invest a little bit, it's probably not a big deal if you can afford to lose what you invested. So CoinGecko is really spinning out today, which is kind of a bummer because I do like their user interface. However, if we go by what this says, it says that it has a $4 trillion market cap. Now, just remember that PooCoin excludes locked and excludes burned, so this is probably inaccurate. The plant versus undead coin is dropping to around $14. Like I said, I believe that this at one point was at, if we, let's try to go, it won't let me really zoom out too much, but if we can see the top here, if this is the top, then we see that at one point it was at $24. And I did a video maybe like a month and a few weeks ago. And uh, it obviously wasn't that high. So, <laughs> all right. So that kind of does it for those. I'm going to give you a few bonuses real quick. The first one is a new game coming out that is being done by a DeFi ecosystem called Beerin.Fi. I talked about it just the other day. I think it's a cool game. It looks like it's going to be very, very interesting and fun to play. Similar to Yu-Gi-Oh, similar to Splinterlands and the fact that it's going to be a card NFT game. So I think I covered it right, let's see, where, did, where is that video I did on it? Right here. So four days ago I covered it. Has huge potential. What's great about this game is if it explodes and becomes the next PDE game, um, it's backed by an ecosystem that's already cross-chained. So they bridged onto Ethereum, they bridged tokens onto polygon too so i could see this expanding pretty quickly if it gains some traction and i think that the DeFi ecosystem that did that did this um is looking for something to break out their ecosystem a bit make them enough revenue 
to really get onto a bunch of different blockchains. Uh, so that's that's really cool. Another cool thing about this, and what I always like about the game, is it, there are NFTs that you can buy that give you profits of the entire ecosystem called B-Power NFTs. Currently, there's only gold available, but they have um, platinum, they have diamond, and then they have gold tier NFTs. Uh, I talk about them a lot because I thought that what they did with their NFTs of their ecosystem and sharing the profits was a really smart idea. So feel free to go on my channel and scroll down a few, uh, you know, rows of videos to check out B-Power Hands videos, which are probably done like maybe a couple months ago. So check those out if you guys want and girls. Uh, the next bonus one I want to tell you about is Bunny Park. And the reason why is because you can do the same thing with Bunny Park as you can with B-Power Hands, where not only are they a platform that's incubating more and more NFT games, and that's going to be really cool to see because that's going to help the price of the Bunny Park token, from my understanding. But also you can buy what are called share cards, which give you direct passive income in the form of Bunny Park tokens. So this is an ecosystem that's already doing what I've said X-World Games is trying to do, which is incubate more DeFi games and you can buy into the ecosystems by owning an NFT, your very own NFT that gives you Bunny Park tokens. Next thing is very similar. It's called Yushi. Now, a lot of people were mad at Yushi about uh, some kind of event that happened. I'm not really educated in that. So if, if you're mad about that, maybe drop a comment on what, what happened. Because last time I did a Yushi video, a few people said that they scammed them. But then I checked on Yushi, and it seems like they're making great progress. So I don't know what the scam was. I personally have a Yushi NFT, and it's mining Yushi every single day. What's great about the Yushi token is recently it's kind of gone on the upside a bit. Let's see if CoinGecko will respond to me. Yushi. No, it's just not doing it. Let's try to do some duplication action. Oh, it's just going to duplicate there. Let's try to duplicate CoinGecko. I mean, I guess when you list about 2,000 to 3,000 coins, it can be tough. All my other Wi-Fi and sites are working fine, so I wonder what's going on with CoinGecko today. But you know what? It doesn't matter because I'm a, I'm a professional, right? So sometimes you just got to battle through the Wi-Fi. Still post a bid. You guys are like, dude, <laughs> don't waste my time, Mr. Professional. All right, let's see if we can find it here on... KuCoin, because I would be curious to see if they've gone through a recent. I just want to see what the chart looks like. Yeah, so the token has been going up, and I like to see that because I have a UGMT. At one point, I was earning about eight cents a day. I think the fact that if you have one thousand mining power, their basic UGs I just got because it was like I don't know twenty five bucks. I was like, all right, whatever, and. <laughs> Basically, though, what's cool about this is if you have a thousand mining power, then you're making about ten dollars. Like, you're making about ten dollars a day with a thousand mining power. So you have to go and check it out. But what Yushi is doing, Yushi 2.0, so must something might have happened, or they went through an update. I'm not really sure. 
you did have to migrate your Yushi NFTs though. I did realize that. So maybe that's what, maybe people thought they were scammed and they just had to actually migrate their NFTs. They're still there. They're onboarding these games, DNA XCAT and Starmon, which is a newer game. And it's all going to be supported by the Yushi token. They're also partnering with projects where they can open up NFT blind boxes. And I think that that's a really cool strategy because the more games they have, the more revenue they're bringing to the ecosystem for providing these services to games and giving their users exposure to other games and things of that nature. So this could be an ecosystem that onboards games, makes more money for the ecosystem, which can go to buying back and burning the Yushi token which I love to see and it's probably a good thing for all users of Yushi. Um, my last bonus is going to be the coinery token, so CYT. So I've heard a lot of people say that oh, Dragonair is only for the people that got into the starter packs. And listen, I hear you. I understand because you're not making much money right now from Dragonair. Guys, listen though. This token is extremely deflationary. Okay, it's extremely deflationary because number one, this is a company that I look at as a real blockchain gaming company where they're going to create more games. Number and number two, they're going to be, in my opinion, or at least are the biggest blockchain gaming company in Latin America. Okay. Um, number three, they're going to go on to mobile and desktop. Number four, what I like about it is that their coin will power any games that they create or onboard. So again, it's like an underlying token of any games that they create, and it's going to be deflationary. And why is it deflationary? Let me read you. So coinery token CYT is a token that uses BEP20 technology. The aim of CYT is to avoid inflation by limiting the maximum token quantity to 1 billion tokens, uh, 1 trillion that will be distributed, or 1 billion, excuse me, that will be distributed over 10 years in Dragonary. This token is used as a cryptocurrency main token with coinery multiverse, Dragonary included. Each purchase in Dragonary and other games will be done with CYT. Coinery Marketplace will convert the cryptocurrencies received from the users into CYT. And these will be deposited in each user's account selling items in the marketplace. Every in-game purchase, so this is where the deflationary happens, every in-game purchase breeding commission. So right now, to breed a rare dragon, it could cost like 50 CYT, let's say. And items fusion commission so every time that you're fusing an item let's say like an ember it's costing you like 100 cyt that will generate a tokens burn of up to 80 percent of the cost of each purchase on commission and the remainder 20 percent will be allocated to all players in the form of passive income in this way new tokens creation will be prevented from making cyt deflationary by default so they're burning 80 percent of all the purchases they're not taking any money themselves which i love to see and the rest is going to be allocated to them. Plus the way that they create more revenue, they can create more games. And it's all going to be powered by the CYT token, which is going to be amazing. Because if they have about 50 games running, let's say in the future, and they're all running on a CYT token, I mean, this token could be fractionalized to the hundredth of a cent for, for their newer games or for their newer tiered NFTs. Because it's just going to be too expensive to, to buy their you know, rare dragon NFTs right now, if they were first bought for, let's say, I don't know, um, 2000 CYT tokens, like the marketplace was just launched. So that's going to be good. It's going to start to burn the CYT token. And I do think that this is a game Dragonair as well, that will just grow in gameplay and fun. And what I like about these guys is they're treating this as a DeFi project. 
I think where game, play to earn games get, um, so far what I've seen, where they get caught is when they treat their play to earn games as a game that just rewards players for a limited amount of time, like Crypto Blades. I don't think they thought far enough ahead with their rewards pool. I don't think they should have shifted their prices from uh, their NFTs for their to, to gain more users. I think that's always a, a disaster waiting to happen in these PDE games from what I've seen. Similarly to how like it's a disaster waiting to happen with Zoo's doing um, or Mobox was doing where they just keep inflating the token. The only way that these projects can succeed with going that route is by doubling down on brand, building enough partnerships to create enough revenue to uh, eventually boost the price enough to bring back those passive income elements from the game five perspective. And I think that they can do it. I think all three of those that I mentioned, Mobox is already doing it. So congrats to Mobox. I think Crypto Blades needs to do it. I think Zoo is trying to do it, but they need to hustle and they need to move pretty quickly. And I think that they can all be highly successful. And then with the revenues that are coming in, they can also double down on creating better games. So it's a really tough balance because you need to create a really great game, but you also need to be making sure that you're rewarding players and you're not making the underlying tokens suffer. Because if it's just a crappy game after the rewards are done, no one's going to play it. If it's just a crappy game after the rewards are done, no one's going to play it. So it's kind of like hard because most of these play to earn games aren't that great games. So they need to really focus on making it an incredible ROI. And then with that, you know, by creating multiple streams of revenue, eventually they can focus on creating a real good PDE game. So those are the real basic PDE games right now for earning the most passive income. There are some really cool ones coming out like Myst, um, which is already kind of, I guess, coming out. But um, those ones are going to be more game oriented, I think, or Farland are going to be more game oriented. And that's going to really shake the game by industry because I believe those are going to be more skill based and game based and less about just staking based or my DeFi pet even, we'll see what that looks like. I hope it's more like a little bit skill-based like Pokemon where you got different moves that you can use, you can learn different moves. We're gonna have to see. And if I didn't cover your favorite PDE game, let me know in the comments below. And um, it's probably just because I had 17 of these bad wares, so I just didn't wanna talk for 10 hours straight. But <laughs> I'm sure that uh, if it's a new one, I'll definitely, you know, I'll definitely reach out and guys, whenever you drop a link to a uh, project, if you could also just drop a link to like the token on either KuCoin or CoinGecko, um, that would be pretty cool as well, just to see the price action from like a reputable site. And then that would also give people the option to go from CoinGecko to check out the website of the game. Most of these games I do find out on my own research, but there's been some gems I've found out from other people that have just dropped a comment below of their favorite game that's already giving some ROI. So that's kind of the video on this one. Um, as always, this is Jay Crypto. Thanks for watching. I'm out. Oh, by the way, um, my goal is to get to 10,000 subscribers by October. That was the goal in to get to 10,000 by September, but we didn't reach it. But we're going to keep the same goal. So we're never going to change our goals. We're still going to aim to get to 10,000 subscribers by October. I think I can do it. Maybe this is the video to do it. As always, this is Jay Crypto. I'm out.